Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Unrelenting Pursuit podcast, where we invite you to join us at our table as we discuss ways to grow and develop in marriage. Yeah, guys, come along with us. We are committed to laughing, sharing, and getting very, very real. Welcome to episode 16. We're excited to have each of you with us today, and we are going to continue through our list. The list. Yep. Uh, favorite marriage advice. This is DaveAndAshleyWillis.com. You can find the full list on their site, but we're just going to kind of go through that because we think it's awesome to get good advice for marriage, so get it wherever you can. Yep. We are on list. list. We Whoa. are starting at number nine on the list. Yeah. We went one through eight. We ended at prioritize the bedroom because it really made you laugh. That was a challenge. Yes, that was also a challenge. And we hope that you all were able to uh, really work on that challenge this past <laughs> week. I want you all to know that my husband is in misery right now because he has somehow your neck is, I don't know. I don't it, know. He's just, you know, you're just, you're getting older. I am. So right. now I don't know. So yeah. he can barely turn his head and <laughs> <laughs> he has a general grumpy face. No, it's a, I'm hurt. Like it's painful. Yes. So I'm not, I don't have a grumpy face. It no, just it's grumpy pain. Yes. So, and then I, I try to give him solutions for the pain, like I'll offer him certain things yeah. and he just she gave me oils. He, okay. But he, no, he just denies things. Like, oh, you want some ibuprofen? No. You want, you want me to make an appointment for a chiropractor? It it no. Like, <laughs> I don't so. have time for a chiropractor. <laughs> you have no time for a chiropractor. Not today. Okay. No. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> y'all can pray for Brad's neck. <laughs> All right. So, let's get started on number nine on this top 30 fave advice list. So number nine is, are we going to do every other one again where I say it, then you say it? Is that, just, oh, okay. Let's just jump in. We'll okay, see what We'll happens. just jump in. Marriage isn't 50-50. It's 100-100. Yeah. Or 100 100 100 I don't know. I don't want to say it. Okay. Not 50-50. Okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I agree. Oh my God. <laughs> this is why no. he has a podcast, folks. <laughs> we just go down the list. I'll say if I agree or disagree. Um, no, it's the classic, like everyone says, you know, oh, it it's 50-50. Like you, I mean, it's just a classic saying. But what this is getting at is um, you have to give all in your marriage. You can't hold anything back. That's what I take out of Well, it. we've heard it said too as a submission competition. Mm, a race to second place. Yeah, race to Ooh. second place. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's also uh, true because I do think that goes back into the contract versus covenant relationship. Yeah, so absolutely. if you have a contract, it's like, okay, I've done my part. You better do your part. And if one of us does not live up to our side of this contract, then we yeah. can void it. Where it, This is, I mean, it's kind of like the example <laughs> that popped in my head with the 50-50 is like work around the house. I think that's what a lot of people will take this as. Mm -hmm. Marriage isn't 50-50s. 100 100 right like if, if but, i do the dishes tonight you're gonna do the dishes tomorrow yeah. night and, and so like our kids my my one of my kids is doing the dishes yesterday <laughs> doesn't do them all and i was like why aren't you doing all?" he's like i did all mine and i'm like are so you kidding help me? me that boy i'm like, just like how many dishes <laughs> i have cleaned 
for you. I was like, he's like, the rest are the other kids. And I'm like, no, it's your turn to do that. You do the dishes. <laughs> it's not 50-50. Yeah. No, no. Everybody does. It, well, and then I think this also goes back to without that expectation, like I've done this. So now you have to do that or I'm going to stop doing mm-hmm. my part. But if you're it all plays at, in. like, if you're not giving a hundred percent in your marriage, you're holding something back from someone that you said you would give everything to. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's, you know, physically, spiritually, emotionally, yeah. everything. They're supposed to have everything of you, but you're not giving a hundred. Then you'll suffer. Yeah. I mean, your relationship will suffer. And really in any one of those areas, if you hold something back, the other areas begin to suffer too. And yeah. I think, you know, we've just seen that time and time again and even felt that in our own marriage. So just encourage you guys uh, continue to give a hundred percent in your marriage. Uh, number 10 is give your best to each other, not your leftovers. This is, I mean, it's, it's the same thing as the 100, 100 or hundred, hundred. I don't know why. I know, like 100, 100, 100. 100. Yeah. It's like super hundred like, percent. There yeah. you go. Like, I don't know. With the little emoji of the 100. Yeah, right? exactly. The red emoji. Um, give your best to each other, not your leftovers. I like that. But sometimes as a spouse, you have to be like ready to have leftovers. Like, you know, because like, say you've like super stressed out, you've had a crazy day and you get home and you're just exhausted. Right. Yeah. No, so, like, absolutely. I mean, there, I'm going there are times just, usually... You I don't, think our family tends to get our leftovers because, because we, you, we you, pour out the best yeah. of ourselves in other areas. And I think that that's what this is saying is it's always, it's going to happen on occasion. Of that's course. what I'm, that's what I was getting at. But that like it doesn't this, always happen. No. So you're not always giving the best of yourself at work or you're not always giving mm-hmm. the best of yourself to your kids or, you know, to some other area of your life. It's for sure going to happen in the day to day grind and that, that's what i meant yeah like it's it's gonna happen it shouldn't be something that happens all the time yeah there Excuse might be me. seasons but it shouldn't be habitual but it will happen mm-hmm. um but i think this goes back to number three time is the currency of relationships so um like i'm going to no matter what happens at work when i get home i'm going to give you guys the best and also time Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I don't want to give anyone leftovers. Like if we have someone over the house, we're not going to feed them leftovers. That is not true. I have Who? fed people leftovers I don't uh, remember. and they're good because <laughs> I know how to make the leftovers well, but, into a new meal. Yeah, but that's different. I'm just like saying. You're, you're using leftover food, <laughs> but recreating it in another recipe. Like that's different. Is it? I think so. Other than like, oh, you want to come over to the house? We had spaghetti two days ago. We still have some left over. <laughs> like, we're just going to heat it up in the microwave and give it to you. Like, that's not right. <laughs> so, but I think would take two-day leftover spaghetti all day. <laughs> oh, it depends on where it comes. <laughs> but um, that, I mean, put that in the physical sense of would you do that for your spouse? Mm-hmm. Are you, were you giving leftovers to your spouse when you were dating? Right. Yeah. You always put on no. your, your yeah. best. Even if you had to slam a coffee or energy drink just to like wake up. Okay. Now that we're over 40, you do that and then you're just awake all night long. Like 
our bodies definitely start acting differently as you so, age. But it, caffeine works the same for everyone. Like it's. Did you yes. did you struggle sleeping when you had caffeine? Like no, late at night when you were I younger. Had, it was very, it's very unhealthy for you to have caffeine probably <laughs> after three because it's it, the way it kicks in and all that stuff. So there's a lot of science behind it. Yes. Okay. I don't have my notes with me. <laughs> He's putting on his science hat now. And okay. my spectacles. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, give your best to each other, not your leftovers. I just think that that's a good thing to be thinking about if you feel like you are doing that repeatedly, then you probably need to reevaluate everything that you're doing in, in your mm-hmm. life to figure out like, hey, where am I stretching myself too thin that my family is always getting my leftovers? I think that's when you yep. definitely need to reevaluate priorities and you may have to lay some things down, which is hard, but ultimately has a good reward. So, all right. So you want to go for number 11? Number 11 is good. Learn from others. Did we like in the past list? Does it talk about surround yourself with friends? It's with friend with strong friends. I didn't know if it talked about a marriage marriage or a a mentor, not a marriage. The whole thing talks about marriage. Anyway, um, learn from others, which we've gone over, but don't feel the need to compare your marriage to anyone else's. This is like monstrous. Yeah, Um, I've heard the same comparison is a thief of joy. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've heard that I've heard, uh, oh shoot. I'll think of it in a minute. Um, but this is like trying to keep up with the Joneses type of thing. So you can look at anyone's marriage and be like, man, they got it all together. Mm -hmm. Like the Ken and Barbie picket fence. What is it? 2.5 kids. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But w- once you like dive in, if you were a, a you know a fly on the wall in their house, like you would see that their marriage isn't all that perfect. Well, I know that even in our own story, um, I've had many people talk to me about the fact that when they actually hear our story, they never, ever, ever would have fathomed that that's the journey that we walked through and the struggles that we faced because people only get just a glimpse of really the best part of mm-hmm. your life. You know, I mean, you see someone at church on Sunday or you see them, you know, out to dinner or let's be real, you see them on social media. That's that's where a lot of that stuff happens, you know, and they're posting the best glimpses of their life. Yeah. And if you start comparing your own spouse to the illusion that other people are creating, you will definitely have your joy stolen. Yeah. For sure. No, you will. And I think you can even go deeper into this as far as like if you have a like good friends that are married and you guys are all close, like having to if you start comparing their marriage to yours, like you know, it's not it's just something not to focus on. You know, it it goes into even like um like your neighbor, if your neighbor has like a nice truck and you're like, oh man, yeah, you know, it's the same kind of deal. The grass is not greener on the other side. Kind it's of thing. not, it really isn't. Um, and I think a lot of people fall into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you hear the story, I've heard stories so often that, you know, it is that grass is greener on the other side and it's not. Um, but I don't know where I read this. I think you've, you've probably read it too, but it was like, um, the grass isn't 
if your grass isn't as green as you want, you should just start watering it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So water your own lawn. (laughs) (laughs) Investing in. And that's so true that that analogy is so true because if you do start pouring all the energy into your own relationship versus Mm. looking at someone else's and wishing yours was like theirs, then you will find that your comparing always leads to disappointment. Yeah, it really does. Always. Because there's always a better thing. It's kind of like looking at your iPhone 10 and then looking at my iPhone 11. I don't have a 10. Yeah, you do. It's an XR. Okay. And wishing that you had the iPhone 12. (laughs) Like you have a perfectly good Perfectly good phone. Phone. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm just saying it would be a good good analogy. It would be a good analogy. How long do I keep my phones? Yeah, we do. A long time. Don't want to get sucked into consumerism. No, the time that it got (laughs) bumped up to what it is now, I was minding my own business. Were you not? Yes. (laughs) I was minding my own. Just a sweet little fly on the wall. I was. And all of a sudden, I'm giving my phone to one of the kids and switching everything out. Like, it wasn't my idea. Mm, Interesting. Um, But comparing your marriage, comparing your life, comparing anything, there's always something that you're going to want. Always. Mm -hmm. There's always something newer. There's always something better. There's, you know, quote unquote, right? And I think that this, like for guys, like you can fall into this so quickly, um, always looking at other people, other people's lives, other people's things. I, I think guys in particular fall into this. Uh, I think, I think women are just as susceptible to that. Yeah. But, um, but definitely like you want to grab on to people, you know, learn from others. Um, I want to do that in my personal life. I want to do that in my spiritual life. I want to do that in, in our marriage, but I, you always have to be careful not to compare. Yeah, I think so. And I think ultimately too, recognizing that none of those things or people will ever fulfill you like God is meant to fill you. So if you're, if you're expecting your spouse to do that, if you're expecting things or items to do that, you will come up shorthanded every single time and people and things will fail every every time. So just remember. A side note on that. I was, I, I had the opportunity to lead a small group years ago with a good friend of mine. And there was a guy in the group and, um, it was like the first night there's a guy in the group and everyone's leaving and he stays back and he's like, um, I'm not good at making friends. Like I keep people at a distance, blah, blah, blah. Cause they always disappoint me. And like, he was waiting for this, like, you know, huge, I won't disappoint. Yeah. You. Like this response of like, I'm always there for you. I'm all, you know, like the classic, mm-hmm. like you see on Facebook, the posts, like if yeah. you, you know, repost this, so, you know, I know you have my back or whatever, those kind of things. Nonsense. Anyway. <laughs> So, so I looked at him right in the eyes and I was like, listen, man, I'm going to disappoint you 100%. Like there will be a time I will disappoint you. I'm going to try not to, but there's going to be a time because I'm human. Um, and I was just explained to him like the only, it's not even a person, but the only, I don't even know how to say it. I don't know how I told him. I was like, the only thing that, the only thing that will never disappoint you the only being or person or whatever is, is God, your relationship mm-hmm. with God. Um, but it's, you know, anyway, we're getting off. Yeah. Off but list. that's just to say, look to him over everything else. So that brings us to number 12. 
Don't put your marriage on hold while you're raising your kids. Ooh. This is like people are turning our podcast off, our episode off. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, I do. This one is a really hard one, I think. And especially if you're in a season with young kids, um, man, they can be so all-consuming. But and we've talked about this in other episodes, just really keeping those priorities, even the intention of those priorities in place. So even though you may have to constantly be back and forth with your kids that your spouse knows that they are still your priority. And I mean, ultimately I, I would say that everyone wants their kids to have a healthy, strong marriage one day. And the best way that they're going to achieve that is to model that for them. Absolutely. I mean, wherever your kids fall in this, you know, young kids take a ton of time. Um, you know, so do teenagers, but teenagers do too. Yeah. So wherever this is, as long as you're watering your own lawn, like bring back the lawn. Yeah. Like just so y'all know, and we live in a desert. So when we're talking about like when I lived up North, the grass just grew and it was beautiful here. No, I've got to work for it. I mean, water, 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 water. It's so much. So (laughs) you're going to go to the grass and that. Yeah. Like it, the harder you work for something, the more you value it. it, Right. Like like we've had friends come over like, oh, wow, your grass is so green. It's like, yeah, we'll work hard at it. (laughs) Unlike other um, lawns here, which is a nice like easy way to do it, but it's a fake lawn. I and have so, many times considered the fake lawn after <laughs> after pulling weeds and browning grass. And anyways, no. uh, that's a completely off topic. But just saying, I do think when you really have to work at something like, I don't think that my parents ever go, hmm, I wonder if I'm going to have green grass this year. Like that's something that well, we have no, to actually- It's like yeah, a weed. Yeah, we have to actually really- really carefully consider it. Yeah. But don't like, so you don't have to put your marriage on hold um, while you're raising your kids. You don't have to put your marriage on hold when you get a career. You don't have like, there's, you can go down. It doesn't just have to be your kids. It's just kids are usually when the priority shifts in a marriage, it's usually um, kids above spouse. Mm -hmm. And I think like there are so many excuses to put your marriage on hold. And there are so many excuses that even seem valid. Mm-hmm. And and so just be so careful because it, it is so difficult to maintain boundaries and to have healthy priorities when you are making excuses for certain seasons of your life or certain things, careers, whatever, and not keeping your, your marriage where it needs to be in your list of priorities. Yep. So just be, just be very, very, very careful. And also remember your kids will one day be gone. Yeah. They're and, leaving. Yeah. And, and I mean, I know that if, if you got a baby right now, that just seems like an impossibility, <laughs> but from, I mean, we've looked at like, even our kids, like our youngest is 10. Um, and years like fly by. Yeah. I mean, in, you know, eight years he's gone. Like he's probably out of the house. Right. He claims he's never leaving. No, I know. He but does. right now, <laughs> right now he's pretty content with his uh, three meals a day. Yeah, and nice. but yeah, 
but the other two, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, we've discussed just this. A it's couple scary, years. It's scary close. Like, do the things now because we don't have a lot of time yeah. left. And, you know, when they're going to be just at home. So, anyways, just remember they will not always be there. And you, you don't, don't want to be like empty nest yeah, and then and look at each, at each other, other like, who and are you? go, wow, like I probably should have invested. Into my marriage ago. a yeah. long time ago. Because then you just have this like huge abyss between you and you don't know how to cross it. So keep that in mind. Okay, number 13. You want to say that one? All right, 13 and 14 kind of go hand in mm. hand, I think. But um, never keep secrets from each other. And 14s never lie to each other. So, I mean, we can take them. Together, yeah. Yeah. Because they, they go right in hand. hand so in hand. I think like the secrets thing um, – Definitely, like there's no secrets that I can think of. <laughs> the only secrets that that we have, like finally being in a healthy place in our marriage, is like, oh, okay, I got this gift for you, and even then, yeah. it's like very, very difficult to do since our finances are, you know, combined and all that stuff. So it's yeah. difficult to actually even keep secrets from each other. But, um. I mean, there was definitely times where we saw the destructive power of this in our marriage. Well, you start keeping secrets and then it goes into lying. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I said both these go really hand in hand, I think. Um, but because, I mean, you could think like a secret is fine, but really like to what, what's the end? Right. Like to what end are you keeping that secret from your spouse? And I think that people start off where it's like, this, this is innocent. Like this isn't going to hurt anybody. And, you know, maybe you start that conversation on Facebook. Or, but that's what I'm saying. Like w you have to look right. at it and go to what end am I, why am I keeping this from mm -hmm. my spouse? Yep. And, and if you are keeping it from your spouse, okay, there's a problem here. Mm -hmm. You know, like warning bells should be going off in your head if you feel the need to keep it from your spouse. One, one of my roommates from college, his dad um, and we still keep in touch, uh, both like his dad and my roommate. But anyway, his dad said something one time and I can't remember where he said it. Um, but I, I really can't remember what it's always stuck with me. He said, if you're doing something and you have to keep it a secret from your spouse, then you shouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is. Yeah. So I just thought that that was always a good, that's just something that's always resonated with me. I think. And I don't remember when he said it. Yeah. Well, I think that that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> so I just, I've always kept that in the back of my mind. Um, and he told me that I want to say it was before our story even, you know, even started. Yeah. And, um, but it's something that I've always thought about. Well, um, and it's, it's a hundred percent true. And I think, if you're in that position where you're like justifying right now as you're listening to this, this oh that secret's fine yeah or blah, blah, blah. well yeah but you don't know this person or you don't yeah. know, or you don't know my spouse and they get yep. super angry and they get super jealous and well you need to look to yourself in that moment because you you should not be harboring friendships relationships emotional connections that are unhealthy in your marriage or for your marriage. So uh, I realize that there are some, we're talking about in healthy marriage. So yeah. we're not talking about 
things that are toxic and or controlling people who are controlling or abusive in any way, but in healthy marriages, if there is something that you are, you know, contemplating right now and justifying, then I would really encourage you to check yourself. But yeah, so that's what, so going into 14, never lie to each other. That's the other part of this. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're keeping secrets, there's going to be a point that you will have to lie. Yeah. And then it just like escalates. I mean, when they talk about like a web of lies. The lie just, yeah, it grows. I particularly in um, high school struggled with lying. Uh, And I remember it being, I mean, this sounds weird, but almost like an addiction where I would, I started lying about things that I didn't even need to lie about. And then I was so invested in those lies that I would actually become frustrated if someone didn't believe me or questioned me on it. If you're hearing a little bit of yourself in that, I I would just, Mm. because I'm telling you, it really is like you cannot see clearly in those moments and, and that whole web of lies thing. It does just add one on top of the other, on top of the other. And then you feel so deep, you you don't feel like you can dig yourself out. Yep. So I know both of us have experienced that in our lives. So uh, yes, never lie to each other. Okay, 15. Be quick to say I was wrong. I'm sorry. Please forgive me when you've made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I think that ties right into the other ones too. If you're keeping what? a secret or oh. you're lying, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was like, Please what? forgive me. Yeah. I th- this stuff is huge because admitting you were wrong. That's so it's not hard for me. <laughs> I, I've serious. I've never like had a problem with, with, um, admitting that I was wrong, but I know plenty of people that have, I think that that is a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's I that think whole, you were looking at me like I do thing. have a problem. No, no. <laughs> like, I'm, just, I'm just thinking through like, have you ever had a problem? Like I was just thinking through, no. but I think what it is, is more like, <laughs> I think that you have a tendency to be like, take a little bit to get to that pro to, to that point where you're like, okay. Like you and, and our oldest daughter respond very much. The I same, have to where process. It's like, I'm sorry, but it's like not a genuine thing until like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> now. I really don't. If I say I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you're pretty good about it. Now, our daughter mm-hmm. right now, she's going through this phase where she says she's sorry and it's just make me stop talking. Yeah, absolutely. So it's different. And if you have teenage daughters, <laughs> yeah. you can relate to that. Yeah. And she does come around, but it takes, she's a processor though. That's why I say that. I think you guys are similar that way because both of you have to like process through your emotions and then come to, mm-hmm. to the place. Yeah. So I, but definitely I think if you have kids or if you one day want to have kids learning this as quickly as possible yeah. is so important because even telling them and we yes, talked about yes, this didn't say we? sorry to them model to them yeah. hey you know what i overreacted here i'm sorry or you know what i need to learn to handle that a little bit differently and recognizing your own humanity as a as a parent and then showing your kids, you're really kind of modeling out that whole forgiveness, grace, mercy, mm-hmm. all that stuff to them when you do that. So start, start now Yeah, <laughs> if I, you struggle in this area. No, I, I mean, I'm trying to think, I, I know we, we have mutual friends that have, that have had, you know, issues with this because 
you know, maybe they're constantly arguing or something like that. Just, you know, in general, um, couples do that. I think with us, like we get into arguments, but it's nothing. Um, I don't know. It's we, just we've never different. Been, I think we've, we've learned. never been real volatile. Um, no people as far as arguing. I mean, if we're, if we're upset with each other, it's more of like, like just leave me alone for a little bit kind of thing. <laughs> and I think then we come back around really quickly, yeah. but I think that's been learned over time. And that's and, what I was going to say. I think it's because of our history, yeah. our story that, you know, we don't, we're not. We try not really, to overreact about the little yeah. annoyance. Not things to, that we experience. not to brush off. Yeah. If you're listening to this, like these little things that annoy you, they do build up and it could be like an underlying. Yeah. Or there's definitely underlying things on top of that. You know, it's like, go back to like the socks. Yeah. Right. It's not really the sock. Yeah. You know, that, that your spouse leaves out all the time. There's a bunch of other stuff. It's just the sock is what breaks and starts the argument. The straw on the camel's back. Is that, is that the saying? Yeah. Which I don't know. Don't it just sounds that. crazy. Yeah. Right. But uh, the on straw. the cake, that one's better. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know if you'd use it for. Oh, I'm whatever. going to use. I it know, I know. You use analogies <laughs> weird all the time, uh, but um, just being quick to say you were wrong, like try it. If you haven't tried it, or saying I'm sorry, if you haven't tried it, try it, and you'll see like a lot of changes. And I would say that it does matter if you're doing that sincerely. Or you know you have to do it sincerely. I say this thinking back to our daughter who will instantly say, uh, I yeah. am sorry, but you know <laughs> it ain't true. Yeah. So it you know, it does matter if you're really like coming from a humble place, like oh, it does. you know what? I'm sorry. Come give me a hug. Let's move past this. Like this it, next one, I'm I'm just I just read ahead again. I know not I because did, you're I did boring too. me. Wow, thank it's you not, for clarifying. Well, last time you're like, Am I boring you? It's not because you're boring me, but Man, it's like from 13 to 16 is all together. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I struggle with this next one, though. This, ne they, this next one is, it says, forgive instantly to promote healing when trust is broken. Um, that's that hard. That sounds like a great ideal. But, <laughs> right. um, I don't agree with this. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. It's a, well, no, I, I mean, ultimately, that yeah, that's what we're called to do. But the reality is like we have walked through in our marriage when trust has been broken. Yeah. And the process of forgiveness in that. But forgiving doesn't mean excusing. trust is built. Yeah. It no, doesn't. it doesn't. So it doesn't, but I'm just saying from someone who has really, really walked this road, this was not a oh, you know what? Cool. Like let's no, move past it. And not. so it was just such a process of allowing God to bring some healing to me so that I could really walk in what God calls us to do, which is to forgive. So I think that that's a great ideal. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessarily something when when little trusts are broken, um, it might be easier to to do that. But I do think, I mean, man, when when we betray trust in any way in your marriage, it's hard to rebuild and it well, takes work. Yes. And but so you yeah, keep your first rebuilding. step. Yes. It says to promote healing. So when forgiving trust is broken. Yeah. Yeah. Instantly. So it's not excusing an act. It's not saying you trust them. It's just saying like, okay, 
I forgive you for that breach and trust, you know, to help start the healing. Do you understand? No, I understand what like, it's saying. I'm I, not saying that you're wrong or yeah. that it's easy. Yeah, no, I, I just think realistically. But I think it's a mindset Yeah, where it's like, okay, I forgive you. I don't like you, but I forgive you. I don't trust I mean, you, I mean, I think but I forgive you. For me, I mean, as much as I was walking close with God and all of those things, like it was a process for me to, to, yeah. to get to that place. It wasn't even for me to process what was happening to forgive was, was, you know, a time period. So I think anyways, I I think that that is one where just being on, on the side of that thing where I, I know that that can be just such a, a a time and you have to do it over and over and over. Yeah. And that's, I mean, even the forgive instantly, like I know I can think of right now, you know, I say like, oh, I forgive um, in this, in this, uh, this thing, right? <laughs> I don't want to get in, into it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to get into it. Anyway, so I say like, oh, you know, I'll sit there in my head and say like, okay, I forgive them um, for this breach in trust, right? But like, <laughs> I would, I would like, want to you know jokingly of course i'm not gonna do this in real life but if i saw them like i would want to like i don't know grab them throw them around oh my gosh (laughs) Uh, clearly i would not do that in real life i'm just saying so i could say like oh yeah yeah, yeah, forgive them but in my head i'm like no i really don't so i understand that this is a super hard thing the um the plus side on what I feel is that I don't see these people. Yeah. And I have never, I like, I don't just see them now for a spouse. Like I've never had to forgive you for breaking trust Mm -hmm. that I know of. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So I can't, I can't imagine what it's like. Well, you did have side. a dream that trust was broken. You I, were still mad at me for like a whole day. No, so. I was not. Like that's what you do. That's I what was, you did do. I woke up in a bad mood <laughs> and you said, what happened? I said, I had a bad dream about you. And then you started laughing. <laughs> because you always give me such a hard time like, like know, that. And, know. you know, just say it. <laughs> yeah, I forgiveness is huge. It matters. It is the first step to promote healing. Absolutely. I agree with that. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's instant. I think it is a huge process. I think it is ongoing. And I think there's such freedom when you do take that step, um, not in the pain going away, but in really releasing what someone else can continue to to do. It's really like just releasing it. It's really for you. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes hard to think that way. Now, so. would let's do this like for kids when this has happened with our kids. What do you mean let's do this with our kids? Like, like, like telling them to forgive, forgive instantly? No, like or- – like if one of our kids is lied to us and we right. find out, what do we do? Yeah. I forgive you and then yeah. and then we move forward. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I think that's where it's getting at. I'm not saying that it's easy, but just I'm just thinking about it. And yeah. I think that I don't know if there's, you know, like I tell our kids, you know, it's easy 
it's hard to build trust back up and it's really easy to lose it. Um, So it's not necessarily like the little things. Like I was trying to think in my head, like, well, what if it's like a little trust broken, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be easier to forgive instantly, but in a sense that like it snowballs. Yeah, it really does. And I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of people in my head right now who have had, you know, what we might consider little trust broken, but trust broken is trust broken. And that's what I was getting at. So, but as a parent, your kid lies to you, breaks trust. Like for us, when we talk to him, we're like, Hey, I forgive you. I just want you to know that this is, yeah, you know, these are these are the consequences. Yeah. Here, da, da, da. I I feel like when it comes to your kids, it's a lot more like how Jesus responds to us. Mm-hmm. You know, because you do have that kind of unconditional love, or ideally, you do have that for your kids. Yeah, uh, where it's like you almost know that they're going to fall <laughs> short. You know, yeah. because because they're kids, so they're yeah. growing and learning, and so whether it's fair or not, I feel like there's different expectations for your kids and their failures versus your spouse and their failures. So, um, and I do always think whenever I think of my kids and and the love that I have for them, it does turn me back to like how much God loves us because I mean, all the things he's willing to forgive us for and made away and all those things is pretty amazing. So I think that we should probably end on this note because then it kind of all ties together. It does all tie together. Now I was going to ask you though: Are we doing like a part three of this? Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll finish this you list. You want to finish the list? Yeah, and then we will probably take a couple of weeks off for the holidays and allow you guys to catch up on some episodes and also give us some time to recoup before we go into yeah. season two. But we'll still probably have a couple more episodes and get through this list before that happens. And we're just just thankful for each of you guys that are along with us on this journey. Uh, we really do pray that that this stuff will help your marriage because yeah, we're that's just, the only reason we're doing this the only reason literally <laughs> we ain't got no sponsors just like um and if you guys if you're you're still here with us we we would love it if you guys would actually take the time to write a review on apple podcast that really does help us um if it's a negative review just don't yeah, just keep it to yourself. Yeah, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> We're all about positivity here. You could just you know? DM or PM us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, you can listen to previous episodes. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks. Have a good day. All right. Are you ready? I'll edit all this out. Just okay. do the end. Thanks so much for listening to Unrelenting Pursuit Podcast. We just invite you guys to subscribe and leave us a five star review as that really helps us. Also, if you have a question for us, we invite you guys to DM us on social media or you can email us. Have a great day.